It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Happy Friday to you. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. A lot to get to today. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get Locked On Bengals. Right now, LockedOnBengals.com, my conversation with Joe Goodberry from yesterday on quarterbacks. We'll get more on quarterbacks from Mark Schofield, InsideThePyline.com, in a couple minutes here. Man, I... Uh, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. We do this every single day. It's a daily Bengals podcast. I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530, 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And uh, I'm with you now. I do it every single day, Monday through Friday. Mark Schofield, Inside the Pyline, coming up in just a couple minutes. And I have a feeling... I don't know this to be true. I don't think it's certainly going to happen. But the reason I had Joe on, and Joe got some tweets yesterday about this, and I did too. There were some responses. Why are you guys talking about quarterbacks? I have a feeling the Bengals are looking at quarterbacks earlier than most of us think. I don't think they're going to wait till round five this year. And I've talked to some people. And I, I, with that being said, I'm not saying they're going to take one in round one or round two. I don't, I don't know that to be true either. But in my mind, the sweet spot for quarterbacks, depending, could be rounds two to three. If, and again, if there isn't the run that everyone's predicting. And I think maybe the the run that everyone's predicting with these quarterbacks might not happen. I could see five going in the top 20, like a lot of people feel like. I could also see three going in the top 20 and one falling to 28 and then the next guy falling to day two and so on and so forth because that happens. That's something that happens. So to me, the reason we, we did quarterbacks, and we'll talk about four, rounds four through seven as well because I have Joe on every single week, but I could see the Bengals taking a quarterback day, th- uh, day two of the draft round three. That round three spot, they have two draft picks in round three, obviously, one in round two, I could see them trading up, trading down, doing what they need to do to get the guys they want. Maybe quarterback is that. And with that, let's get to what they're going to do in the first round. Mark Schofield, InsideThePyline.com. I caught up with Mark. and Mark, I appreciate the time. Let's start with the 21st overall pick. I do want to ask you about quarterbacks as well. But what do you think or who do you think that could be the best player available when the Bengals are on the clock at 21? I mean, if I had to guess right now, and, and maybe my answer here is due in part to just how high I am on this player, and it might not be a surprise to Bengals fans because Peter Schroeder just, you know, mocked him to Cincinnati at this pick, but that's Isaiah Wen, the yeah. guard tackle from the University of Georgia, who I think when we talked after the Senior Bowl, James, I told you how high I was on him mm-hmm. coming out of Mobile. You know, they kicked him inside for guard to guard for the senior bowl week, but I think he could still play tackle. I mean, this is a kid that played left tackle in the SEC. I think he can play tackle in the NFL. If not, he could still slot him in at guard, I think, week one. 
you know, he has that positional versatility where he can play both guard and tackle in the National Football League. I think he'll be there. Maybe Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, could be there on the board. Another name is Will Hernandez. He's more of a yeah. straight guard type. But Cincinnati, as you know, James, needs some offensive line help. I think, you know, two if not three of those guys could be on the board at 31, and they make a lot of sense for the Bengals. Yeah, I'm with you on win. I think that... They need help at guard and right tackle. So if he yeah. ends up being a tackle, great. If not, he certainly would help at guard. And the Bengals have a history of drafting Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Marcus, as far as the center position, because a lot of people here love Billy Price. Obviously, James Daniels is another senior, a center that will be on people's radar in round one or round two. And then Frank Ragnall from Arkansas. How do you look at those three guys? The Bengals clearly need a center. I expect it to happen on day one or day two of the draft. How do you kind of rank them? I mean, look at it. I, I, I think you look at Daniels. I think he also offers you some positional flexibility. He's played some guard. He could do that in the NFL as well. You know, he's a guy that I would consider probably a little bit above the other two. I think Price, you know, he's a very good player. He's probably more a pure day two guy. You know, he might be there at 46. So, I mean, it would be a Really good move, I think, from the Bengals. If they go, you know, with Wynn or, you know, McGlinchey, if he's there, you can address offensive tackle with that first pick, you know, at 21. And then you could go with, you know, if Daniels falls, maybe that would be a great, you know, little thing to have happen for the Bengals. But if not, I like the idea of price at 46. If I'm, again, if you're asking me to rank those guys, I have Daniels a little bit ahead, but I think a haul of Wynn and price on days on, you know, rounds one and two would be perfect for Cincinnati. I'm with you. Mark Schofield, InsideThePyline.com, is our guest, also the host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Mark, I, how deep is this draft as far as the offensive line goes? The Bengals have 11 picks. If they don't get their guy with the 21st pick or maybe at 46, are there any right tackle, guard, centers that could be there in the third, fourth, fifth round? I mean, you know, it's not the deepest of drafts when it comes to the offensive line, but there are some names that, you know, maybe have fallen under the radar a bit at those spots that people might want to keep in mind. One is Austin Corbett, a guard from the University of Nevada. I know some people in sort of the draft Twitter world, like Kyle Krabs over at NDT Scouting, as well as Jeff Risden. You know, they've been high on Corbett. He's, again, fallen under the radar, but somebody that might be there a little bit later in the draft. You know, Alex Kappa, the small school kid who I got to see yeah. down in Mobile, that offensive tackle spot, he's somebody that will be there, I think, you know, probably in the third round if the Bengals decide to wait or if some of these guys don't fall to them. Those are two names I would keep in mind, you know, if you're a Bengals fan thinking, you know, maybe, you know, something strange happens and a, a you know, great player falls to you at 21 and you want to address these positions later. Those are two names to keep in mind. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? Nah, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. 
They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. Mark Schofield is our guest inside the pylon.com. Let's talk quarterbacks and I want the Bengals to draft a quarterback. I want it to happen earlier rather than later. Outside of the top five guys, what are some guys on uh, players quarterback-wise day two and day three that you think maybe rounds two to four that could be there that that you like maybe their upside or you like them sliding into a backup role in the first year in the league? Yeah, James. And, you know, I am a quarterback guy. That's the bulk of what I do, and I really like, this class, like I like all quarterback classes, I think there's some intriguing players all up and down the draft floor. In terms of that sort of late day two, early day three range, obviously the kid we've heard a lot about is Kyle Oletta, the quarterback from the University of Richmond, FCS kid, smart kid, played for four different offensive coordinators, lacks sort of that elite power arm that some of the quarterbacks in this class have. But for an offense that, you know, most offenses do run in that, you know, 10, 15, and under yardage range, he can fit what most teams do offensively, including Cincinnati. So I think he's an interesting guy. Another quarterback that I like is Logan Woodside out of the University of Toledo. He's probably your more late day three guy, but for a team that's looking to maybe draft and potentially develop a later round quarterback, Woodside's a very nice option, very experienced passer. Love his footwork in the pocket, handles pressure well, moves around in the pocket well. Again, not an overpowering arm but something that I think would run most NFL offenses. And finally, somebody that maybe has a bit more upside to him. He's very raw, but Chase Litton from Marshall University probably came out a year early. I would have liked to have seen him stay in school for one more year. Has a very nice arm. He's sort of that, you know, Josh Allen light, I'd say, where he has a nice power arm. He can be athletic at times, very inconsistent with his ball placement. But if you're looking to draft, stash, and develop, Chase Litton's a very nice option. Mark, you're obviously a quarterback guy. I love quarterbacks. I think the Bengals, since you're like in my mind, this is how, and it's not just the Bengals. If I don't have an elite quarterback, if I was a GM and I'd probably get fired after a year, but I would be always on the hunt, always looking for that elite guy, a player that is so intriguing to me and at the quarterback position, one that I would have my eye on regardless of who my starting quarterback was is Lamar Jackson. What do you like about Lamar? What do you not like about Lamar? And ultimately, where do you think he goes in the draft? 
Well, first off, I'm right there with you in that you always need to be looking to upgrade the quarterback room, even if you've got an entrenched starter. I look at what the New England Patriots do and Bill Belichick does. Even though he's had Tom Brady for years now, he drafts a quarterback basically every other year because even if you're not looking to replace the guy right now, you want to be a year ahead of schedule. And teams need a good backup quarterback now. Look at the last three Super Bowl winners. They all have their backup play extended periods of time for injuries or suspensions. And so I think you always want to address that position. As for Lamar, obviously the athleticism is elite. But I like the development that he's shown, James, and you know this as well as anybody, the development he's shown over the past season or so as a pocket passer, making reads, making decisions, going through his progressions from the pocket. He's made some really nice strides there, and I think it shows you that he can be a very good quarterback in the National Football League. Are there things he has to fix? Sure. He has some footwork issues from a throwing mechanical standpoint that he needs to fix. He throws from a very narrow base. You know, there were times these two seasons ago when he would bail from clean pockets, relied on his legs a little bit too much. I think he's shown some progress there, but it's still something he needs to work on. And he'll have to learn to protect himself in the NFL. He'll have to learn to get down, to slide, to take advantage of getting out of bounds so he doesn't avoid hits. But I still think he's a very intriguing quarterback prospect. I think that, you know, if you're Buffalo and you can't get up out of 12 into the top five and Lamar Jackson's there, I think that's an ideal spot for him. Maybe he falls a little bit more, but New Orleans, you know, picking in the late 20s might be a great spot for him to sit and learn, but I don't see Lamar Jackson falling out of the first round. Yeah, I would love for him to be there at 46. I know it shouldn't happen. <laughs> so right, no, I don't blame you. If he's there at 46, you just run to the podium and say, look, man, we've got to get this guy. He's that good of a talent. And then you can develop him over the next year or so, and I think he could be a great quarterback in the NFL. I would run faster than Lamar could uh, to the podium, no doubt about it. It would be that out-of-body experience. Last question for Mark Schofield, InsideThePylon.com. As far as the quarterback spot goes, and you're the host of the Locked On Patriots podcast as well, I know the New England Patriots, they met with Johnny Menzel at his, uh, well, not his pro day, but at the Texas A&M pro day. What are the odds, not that necessarily the Patriots signed him, that an NFL team signs Johnny Manziel because obviously you studied him a couple years ago how do you feel about his pro potential if he's clean off the field and he's cleaned all of that stuff up I mean I think the if you were to ask me that question James maybe three weeks ago I would have said that you no know, it was a zero percent chance but it does seem like the odds are increasing minute by minute especially with the interest that other teams have shown in not just New England but you know a lot of pro teams seem to be doing their due diligence on him right now I think there is a pretty good backup quarterback in the National Football League locked inside Johnny Menzel. There's some, you know, schematic elements that you'll need to incorporate a lot of, you know, quick game stuff, a lot of spread concepts, but I think in the right system, he could be a good backup in the NFL. I'm not so sure that he could develop beyond that, but I think given what we've seen from him in the past year or two, if you were to say, you know, a year from now, he's a solid backup in the NFL for an NFL franchise, I think most people would take that, but I'm not sure he develops beyond that. Yeah, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting. You think that Bill Belichick would really... Because I heard he wasn't even on the Patriots draft board a couple years ago. You think he'd really yeah. kick the tires on Manzo? I mean, you know, I'll say this, James. I've made a, you know, a habit here of not trying to crawl into Bill Belichick's head too much because every time I do, it seems that I make <laughs> the wrong guess. I make the wrong you know, prediction as to what Bill Belichick is thinking. I've told people before... You know, he's a very, very smart man, but that's, you know, a little bit of a scary mind to crawl into because he does things differently. So sitting here right now, I'd say I don't, I don't envision it, but this is something that brought in Tim Tebow and the media circus that went with that to give him a shot at the quarterback position. And so is it outside the realm of possibility? I don't think so right now. Maybe they're just, you know, 
doing the diligence and thinking he might end up somewhere else. But I'd say it's a greater than 0% chance, and that's more than I would have said maybe a couple of weeks ago. I agree with you. He's Mark Schofield, InsideThePylon.com. Mark, I appreciate the time, man. James, thanks so much for having me on. Have a great weekend. You too. That's Mark Schofield, InsideThePylon.com. Follow him on Twitter. He also hosts Locked on Patriots. And it's been a fun week of shows. I had Joe Goodberry on. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the Rams yesterday, uh, or two days ago, rather, on Wednesday. But thank you so much for listening. I'm off to Vegas. In fact, by the time you hear this, I'm probably Vegas-bound. So be safe, be well. I'll be on my phone occasionally, so you can tweet me at James Rapine, obviously at Locked On Bengals. And yeah, until next time, until it will be hopefully Tuesday, I I take a red eye back to Cincinnati, and I'm hoping to be able to do a podcast for you Tuesday. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Have a great weekend, extended weekend. Away from the Locked On Bengals podcast. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.